0: Hi there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 97 of the People Powered Business Podcast and welcome to this week's episode. Wonderful to have you here. Hope you're doing well and having a fabulous day, whatever you are up to. Now we are in the third episode of a three-part series that we've been running to kick off a brand new year in 2022. And during this three-part series, we've been tackling the really important concept of Trust, and we've been looking at what it is, why it's so important when it comes to our teams, and more importantly, what are some things that we can actually do to help really build a culture of trust, to build trust um, between us and our team, between within the team itself, um, so that at all layers of the organization we have a culture based on Trust. And this has been a three-part series because quite frankly, there was too much to cover to get it all done in one episode. And I really wanted to ensure I could bring you enough uh, tactics and strategy and things to think about, really, when it comes to building trust in your teams as we head into a new year. So in the first part of this series, we really took a deep dive in terms of understanding exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about trust, and we looked at the definition of trust being a firm belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone or something. And I I like the simplicity of that definition, if I'm honest, because it's really, I think trust is such a um hard to um quantify subject I think that's the right word I'm looking for it's something that is difficult to kind of put a nice uh, package around and really say this is exactly what we're talking about but I really think that definition gives us a nice simple um, anchor point to look to really think about when we're looking at trust and of course I think we all understand that trust is important in every aspect of life and business. We want to trust the suppliers we're working with. We want our customers to trust us. And of course, we want our team to trust us. We want to be able to trust our team. Have you ever had, have you ever had, my tongue's getting twisted today, have you ever had a team member that you didn't feel like you could trust? I bet you have. I think all of us have at some point. Once that trust is gone, there's kind of no going back, is there? It's, It's one of those things that You don't realize it happening at the time and suddenly all these things that are either annoying you or frustrating you or are just not going right, when you look at it, it comes back to the fact that the trust in the relationship has gone. And trust is something that you need to earn and you need to maintain. And once it's broken, it's not always easy to repair. So um, when someone in our team breaks our trust, that can be really problematic but not only do we want to trust our team and we want them to trust us, we want our team to trust each other. And I've shared in this series a great quote from Simon Sinek who talks a lot about this, you know, topic obviously in the work that he does, and he says that a team is not a group of people who work together. A team is a group of people who trust each other. The more trust you give, the more you get in return. And I think this is something that is, I think we sometimes assume people should trust us because we're the leader or we're the boss. And I think there is some implied trust that goes around. You know, we trust people in authority, teachers, those kind of people, doctors, but really trust has to be earned and we have to give it in order to receive it. And whilst there isn't any one single formula for how you can build trust throughout this three part episode, we've been taking a deep dive into one particular framework created by David Horsica, and that is his eight pillars of trust. Now there are a lot of different frameworks when it comes to building trust, so this is by no means the only or possibly even the best. but what it what I found most relevant and interesting about this particular framework is all eight pillars of trust are things that we can really clearly identify, define, and they're all things that no matter what size your business is are relevant when it comes to building trust in your team. None of these are things that are just for big business or just for micro business or just for leaders or just for business owners. All of these eight pillars are really, I think, relatable to any business, any level within any business. And whether you're the employee, the manager, the business owner, whatever it is, these eight pillars are all really, really relevant to how you can build trust within your team. So, in episode one, we looked at our first two pillars, and then in our last episode, we took a deep dive into three more pillars, and today we're going to cover off the final three pillars. And the three pillars we're going to be talking about today are compassion, character, and connection. Now, I've left these three to last kind of on purpose, because probably of the eight, these are the little more difficult to put your finger on to define to understand how it might might apply in your workplace but hopefully when we unpack it today you will start to get some clarity around how on earth compassion is relevant to trust specifically so let's start there let's start with compassion and i think what i'd like to say about this particular pillar is i don't actually think the word compassion was meant to be used in the literal def- definition sense of the word, because compassion in the literal sense is defined as suffering together, uh, sympathetic pity and concern for suffering and misfortune of others. And in many cases, that is really what compassion is all about. But I think in this sense, compassion is not about pity or sympathy or joint suffering. What Horsica was talking about here is that People tend to put faith in and and therefore trust, because we we put faith in people we trust, right? People who care about things beyond themselves. So what I think that Horsica was really getting at with this particular pillar was not about compassion in the literal definition sense, but compassion in, I think, the term respect. So, you know, the old saying, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. It's treating people with the respect and compassion that you want to be treated with yourself. And I think more importantly, particularly as leaders, it's about putting others and possibly even the common good ahead of our own self-interest. So that's how I think that they were really meaning for compassion to be used as a pillar of trust. And I can absolutely see how this can be a really powerful pillar when it comes to building trust with our team. Think about the leaders that you have willingly followed, admired, trusted throughout your working life, your career, your business journey. They will have undoubtedly been people that did not put themselves first. They put the team first, the business first, someone else's needs. Um, Leaders are people that really do well at putting other things first and lifting other people up first quite quite often as well. And so I can definitely see from the relationship of trying to build trust as a leader, how this particular pillar works. But what about within our team? Or what about our team building trust with the leadership team, with us? I think there's also absolutely some presence of the need for, compa- you know, when horse gets version of compassion here particularly around that do unto others as you would have others do unto you. When you're building a culture in a business, what you want is consistency. You want to have a, I guess, a bit of an understanding of this is how we do things around here. So we treat each other the way we would want to be treated. Now, you get to define exactly what that looks like in your business, of course, and you get to put some rules in place. And most importantly, you've got to display the behaviors and you've got to expect others to display the behaviors that relate to that but if we've got people in our team that treat others worse differently than how they would expect to be treated themselves that is absolutely undermining the trust within the team now i talk to business owners all the time that will say things like i finally you know dealt with this problem employee And I didn't realize how much the team really had issues with them. So your team won't always vocalize to you that they have a lack of trust. Maybe they haven't even identified that it is a lack of trust. It's just frustration, it's a dislike, it's I'm always picking up the slack, I'm always doing their work for them. It can show up in lots of different ways, but fundamentally they've learned not to trust this colleague. And like I said at the beginning, once once we erode that trust, really, really tricky, right? So When we talk about compassion, I think we're very much talking about respect, about a mutual understanding of treatment, behavior, communication, and I think it's about consistency around all of that. When we've spoken about consistency already as one of the other pillars of trust, but consistency in how we display this compassion in the workplace. So that is compassion as a pillar. Now, Next, the second last pillar we're talking about is character. Now, again, this is a little bit trickier to kind of finitely define, which is, again, another reason I want it to group these particular uh, three pillars together. But really what character is about, to me, how I read this is this is about strength of character, doing what's right over what's easy, making the best decisions over the simple decisions. And look, as leaders, we have to do that all the time. (laughs) <laughs> have you ever had to make a decision with your team that was really hard and you knew it was best for the business, but it may have caused some pain for some people. It may have not been the most popular decision. I, I, without a doubt, am certain that you will have experienced that. And But that is the sense of character that we need to build trust with people. We trust people who we know will do the right thing, who we know will do the thing that is best for the masses, best for the business, best for the team, best for the client, for the supplier. So when we talk about character, whilst that word could be so many different things when we talk about that, what I think we're talking about here is a real strength of conviction, a strength of character about doing what is right instead of doing what might be easy or popular Um, for the business and for the team. And again, whilst this is quite easy to see that as a leader, how important and how, again, powerful and impactful this particular pillar is, this is again one of those ones that is a little bit tricky to see at the team level. And particularly when we're talking about our team wanting to build trust with us, naturally as employees, they tend to want to do what, They think we want them to do. So, in order to build this culture where character of doing the right thing first is really valued, you have to really have opportunity for open communication, for no judgment if it's an unpopular piece of communication, because we need our team to tell us what we need to hear. I have a saying, a bit of a value. Um, that I've had forever, but I've, I've really probably spoken about it, you know, on the podcast a few times, certainly, and with our clients, is I, I honestly feel that I have a responsibility to tell you what you need to know, even though that might not be what you want to hear. And I actually think we all, as leaders, have an obligation to do the same things with our team. Because telling people what they want to hear is maybe not always right. And in fact, it quite often results in a spiral of continued poor performance or lack of motivation or misunderstanding of what's required for the job. So whilst that's not always easy or fun for us doing that communication, I absolutely believe it's my responsibility and I do believe it's everyone's responsibility as well. But your team have to feel that they're in a safe enough place that they can also Tell you what you need to know, which might not be what you want to hear. And I have had team members do this in the past, and it's really interesting. And I think, look, it does take some strength, and they again they have to know that it's a safe space to do that. But I've had team members pull me aside and say, actually, this isn't working, or I know you really love this project, but we don't. Or I know you think being this busy is great, but we're drowning here, you know, and they have to have space to tell you that. And I I had more respect for the team members, absolutely, that shared that with me and, and told me what I needed to hear, even though it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to hear at the time. So when we talk about character as a pillar of building trust, it really is having that strength of character to do what needs to be done, when it needs to be done, even if it's not easy or fun or popular at the time. And the final of our eight pillars is the pillar of connection. Now I have no doubt that you can see the value of connection in having trust in your team. And I think throughout what has been a you know a difficult couple of years for many businesses, where for a lot of you you had staff working from home, working remotely. disruptions in staff being available to work due to you know obviously COVID issues (laughs) I don't think we need to um, talk any more about that but it has been difficult and this element of connection was the one thing that was most tricky to try and keep together because this social fabric that we form at work there is trust built within that people like to feel connected it's a fundamental human nature thing right it's one of our fundamental needs is to be part of something connected. If your team don't feel connected to you and your business, there's a trust issue. If you don't feel connected to your people, there's a trust issue. And if your people don't feel connected to each other, there is absolutely a trust issue. Think about the brands that you love buying from the most. Do you feel a sense of connection to that brand? Of course you do. Whether it's because they've been reliable, you love their products, you love their marketing, you love their story, you feel that sense of connection. And in many cases, you become, you know, almost like a true fan, you become a bit of a groupie for those brands. And it's the same when we're building connections with our team. Ultimately, we know, everything tells us that people want to follow, buy from and be around people that they consider Friends. Now, I'm not suggesting that we all need to be best friends with our team because we have to have some kind of professional lines that we draw as leaders. And when we're besties with our team, that can be really, really tricky. And that's a situation I see many business owners find themselves in is just trying to get this balance right between being friendly and, uh, you know, being a great, you know, uh, colleague and actually being friends where then they find it difficult to put on the manager hat and do the manager thing. But it's all about connections and genuine connection. So this is about knowing your people. We talk a lot here on the podcast about really understanding your people. What are they interested in? What are they motivated by? What's their personal circumstances like? Those nuances help us build trust, because firstly, it demonstrates to our team that we actually care about them. That's important. But it also gives us that sense of connection that we can then ask the right questions to show that we're genuinely interested, that we can show gratitude when um, they see something amongst a team member that, you know, because of the connection they've got there, there's There's just so much juice in this connection part, and I know it can be tricky to manage. You know that whole friendship at work, friendship between peers. When does it, you know, get out of hand? All of those things. But if you think about the friends you've made in your life and the friends your your staff are making, quite often we've worked with the people that we're friends with. I'm still amazingly close friends with some of my ex staff in my consultancy business. Now at the time we were friendly and we were friends, but I always had to have that professional line in the sand because you know something went wrong ultimately I had to deal with it. But now we don't have that because we don't work together anymore and we are great friends. But that friendship that was that connection was built in the workplace. So getting that connection is just so important. And I think what I've noticed uh you know throughout COVID obviously is the businesses and particularly the business owners and the leaders and managers who see work as just work who want to be able to actually eyeball their staff in order to have any sense that they're being productive, who the second we were able to said, right, everyone back in full time, no negotiation. These are all managers who fail to trust. And if we unpack all eight pillars, they're failing on all eight pillars. It's not just one they're falling down on. And I think this is why this particular model of these pillars is so important because, you know, picture a structure without one particular pole holding things out without one pillar, things start to fall apart. So you really do need a, a you know, a nice mixture of all eight. Now you might, of course, everyone's naturally gonna be stronger in some and in others, but I think just being aware of all eight, being conscious of how you can continue to build the trust using these eight pillars and just being really um, understanding of these might be things and that you need to also communicate with your team. Perhaps in not such a direct way, but about getting them really thinking about, or you might notice with your team that there's connection missing within the team itself. And once you've identified that, of course, knowledge is power, you can go ahead and fix that. And that's why I love this particular model because I think, as I said, it's really relatable no matter what size business, no matter how many you've got in your team. So let's recap uh, what we've covered in these three episodes. So we've covered the importance of building trust in teams. When we don't have trust, we ultimately don't have a team. We've just got people working independently for our business. And whilst that will be productive to an extent, you will never, you will never get the full value, the full power of the people in your business if they are not working as a team. So getting this trust built in is so important. Understanding how important it is. Obviously, you know, it's important for you to trust your team. And if you're a micromanager and you're watching everything all the time and you don't trust that things are getting done unless you can eyeball people, then you don't trust your team. And you need to really look at that. Is that a you problem? Is it a them problem? Um, they, it, it, you know, that's can of worms that we could open on a, hot, a full day podcast episode, really. But um, look at that. Do your team trust you? Because they're going to follow you as a leader far more and they're going to give you much better input productivity and performance if they honestly trust you and you can have far better retention. We know that when there is trust in a culture and in a team, it improves morale and motivation. It builds collaboration. You get improved loyalty, reduced stress, which reduces absenteeism, and it increases employee engagement. Now, whilst that's a term that is a bit of a HR faffy term, we talk about it a lot here on the podcast because it is really so important. Highly engaged teams um, result in productivity increases of I think it's 17% off the top of my head and profitability, like bottom line profit increases of 20%, 20%. Now, I don't know about you, I can do a few things like this to help bump things up in my business by those kind of stats. I'm up for it. And I hope you are too. So let's recap the eight pillars finally before we wind up our three-part series. So the eight pillars that we've got are clarity, being really clear about where you're going and what's happening, consistently, consistency, I should say, be consistent, just do the same things and honor your promises, competency, people trust, people that are competent at what they can do, commitment, if you say you're going to do it, do it. Contribution, giving giving into the the project, a greater good, whatever it is. And the three that we've discussed today compassion, character, and connection. Now, as I said, this is just one framework. There are loads out there. So if you're thinking, I love the idea of building more trust, but I'm not quite loving these eight pillars absolutely do some research and find something else. Brené Brown has a, a has a great structure as well, which she calls BRAVING, which is an acronym, um, which you can dig into. Um, she does a lot of work in this space and, and there are loads more. So don't feel hemmed in by any means by this particular framework. I just wanted to bring you one framework that I thought was really relatable and that you would be able to take and start to either add, implement, tweak how you're doing these things in your business to really up that level of trust. We know that 2022 is going to be a tricky year when it comes to an expectation of high level of resignation, of change in the workplace, of growth in workplaces. And the more you can engage your team, the more there's trust in your organization, the higher your retention rates are going to be. These things go hand in hand. So I'm hoping that this helps you to start to focus in on that as we kick off a brand new year. So that is a wrap for our three-part series on building trust in your teams. I hope you found that super valuable. And if you have, I would love for you to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or review. Um, You can do that over on Apple Podcasts. It's the best place to do that. And uh, we would truly, truly appreciate that. Thanks for joining me here today on the podcast. I'll be back again next week with a brand new episode. Have a great week.